Welcome again to the Babbleheads Podcast with Bryson and Corey. <laughs> you can do better. Come on, you can do better. I've heard you do better. <clears throat> Welcome to the Babbleheads Podcast with Bryson and Corey. And welcome back. Welcome to the spooky <laughs> Halloween episode. That was so stupid. It was. <laughs> We're very original here on the Babble's Heads podcast. Babble Smith's podcast. Um, so Halloween. We're back at it. Feels like just yesterday we were recording our first Halloween episode. I feel like we put a lot more effort into that episode. We had decorations, and little does everyone know that we're surrounded by all kinds of Halloween decorations right now, but you'll never, ever see them. Totally. I promise they're here, though. (laughs) So, uh, what do you think of Halloween? Is it your favorite time of year? No. It's not my favorite. No? No, I like Halloween. It's, uh-huh. it's fairly enjoyable. I hate dressing up. Really? Yeah, I hate it. Uh, it just is not my thing. If I had the opportunity on Halloween, in fact, I did have the opportunity many times to do the lazy guy costume mm-hmm. where you wear like a, a Batman t-shirt and yep. like a, a Batman beanie that you pull over your face and it looks like a Batman mask. Yep. I've done that on several occasions. Huh. And that's that's about that's about the sum total of my Halloween love. Jeez, see, I I like the Halloween events that go on during the uh, month of October. You know, like the hay rides and the haunted houses and things like that. But they're getting so like expensive. They're, they're <laughs> meh. <laughs> it's all meh. Come on, I just. I don't get into it that way. Uh, my wife is a huge Halloween nut. Yeah. She loves, like, watching Halloween movies, and mm-hmm. she loves the idea of dressing up the kid and all that stuff. She would probably dress up the dog if she could. She always wants us to do costumes, and I always am like, meh. I'm definitely the poop in this party. Why? I just don't have the desire. I mean, I can't imagine why. I mean... Back in the day, as kids, you used to get candy. Didn't you like the candy? Eh. Hmm. Eh. I feel like back when we were kids, 90% of the candy we got was Whoppers, and no one likes Whoppers. I love Whoppers. What? Yeah. Uh, uh, They're really uh, good. uh, (laughs) Um, Give me some hydrogen peroxide based on weight. (laughs) That's a throwback. (laughs) Um, So... I don't know. I think it's always kind of fun. I like the, you know, I used to go to a big Halloween party when I was a kid every year that a family friend would host in their barn and there'd be like 30, 40 people there. And that was always a good time. Okay. So the only thing I like Halloween for, and this is going to sound horrible. Uh, I'm already aware. Oh no. Is getting drunk. I don't know if that's worse or better (laughs) than what I was thinking you were going to say. Were you thinking about bedroom stuff? That's even worse than what I was thinking of. <laughs> but um, well, now I gotta know what you're thinking of. What's what's the Goldilocks zone? No, 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 no. We're good. Um, so anyway, I always BDSM? like the parties and no, oh, 
Well, that's bedroom stuff. That's bedroom stuff. <laughs> um, I like the parties, the music, and like dancing because it was an excuse to do all of that stuff. But like, mm. I, I don't know. I th- I think the spirit of it and all that stuff, where it was over the month, you go to the parties. <laughs> so, funny story about drinking on a Halloween party. Mm-hmm. One year. Trina was insistent, as she usually is, that we dress up and do something. And we were invited to a Halloween party in a barn at a friend's house. And uh, she went as Diet Coke. So she had a Diet Coke shirt on. Yeah. And she was carrying a two-liter bottle of Diet Coke. Yeah. I went as Jack Daniels. I had a Jack Daniels t-shirt, and I was carrying around a liter of Jack Daniels. Her job was to supply me Diet Coke for my Jack and Diet Cokes all night long. That sounds horrible. It was a really good idea. Was it? It was. In hindsight, it was a great idea. Mm -hmm. I remember, I think one of the things that has sullied Halloween for me is when you get older, there's always that person that has to be the organizer. Yeah. And I have generally become that person for like a lot of this stuff. Like... Hey, I want to go and do this hayride. I have to get and wrangle all the cats together and be like, all right, we're going to do this. Everybody set? Well, I can't. Fine. It doesn't matter. We're just doing it. So I think, you know, the last couple Halloween parties I've went to, the host has not been me, but they try and get everything together and then people don't respond. And by the time you actually have the Halloween party, it's less of a Halloween party and more like, Hey, we're going to just hang out playing games, like board games and drinking and talking. It's a house party. And we may or may not be dressed up. Yeah. And I Didn't I we know. do that at uh, your cousin's house? Yes, that, that's one that of the ones like I was referring year. to. So for Which instance, I would be down to do that again this year. That was fun. Yeah, that was a good time. I should actually talk to her about that and see if they'd be willing. Because I had a good time. <clears throat> I had a good time, you too. Know, and that's the thing is I've we can, learned... We can bring our terrain. Yes, I also have... Uh, a game I want to play uh, called One Night Ultimate Werewolf. Have you heard of that? Negative. So basically, have you heard of the game Mafia? Yes. So like there's two guys in the Mafia and you have to figure out who they are based yep. on like clues and taking their yep. information. And then every night they choose a target, yada, yada, yada. This is kind of just, it's one night where everybody gets a card and then they have to... You have to figure out who they are, and then everybody votes for who they want to quote unquote kill. <clears throat> and if they get a mafia person, that sounds like a, or fun a werewolf. Game. I enjoy win. games like that. Yeah. I I recently played one. Um, it was called Coup. Yes, that was a very fun game. It's we, kind of the same idea where you don't. know I want to have a are. game night, by the way. Like an actual. Like I get that we have like our D and D nights, but. Don't tell drop, the people. That. Drop that on everybody. Don't tell the people that. Now <laughs> but, they're not. Now they're gonna think we're nerds. We are though. Oh no. But um, I mean, we throw axes and knives out front. We play D and D. What if we become? But um, what? Yeah. I when love do we board put the, games. When do we? Uh, like when do we go down into the mall and get the leather trench coats? Mine's already on its way. <laughs> um, but uh, it's special. Order. I love board games and card games and stuff like that. They, um, they don't sell the ones at the mall with the throwing knife slots. So you I had a custom order. order yeah, 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 special order though. You know the leather. Uh, what's that? Forever leather. Yeah. <laughs> you know, not a sponsor, but I uh, went down there and had it custom fit. You know, they gave me some weird looks 
but that's when, okay. you, when you gave him the dimension of your throwing axe. Yes. When I showed up with just pants on, no shirt, you know, cause who wears a shirt under the duster, you know, you, you don't want to do that. Yeah. So, um, but anyway, I think board games and card games, they're fun. You know, like we played settlers of Catan that one time we've played flux, you know, Catan is fun. I do enjoy Catan. Yeah. I want to do that more often. So we should pencil that in as something that we want to try doing a bit more often. But, uh, so yeah, I, I love the game coup. I've watched, uh, people play it before because, you know, you need friends for that. And you haven't that's played a lot coup. Of work. No, I've, I've, I have played it and it's quite a lot of fun. Yeah. I like those games where like you have to be deceptive and try and figure out what's going on though. I can see where some people could, that could get pretty testy when you're lying to people. Yeah. And then it's like. You said this. You have to have good sportsmanship for that game. Yeah. They could end in fist fights. Yeah. Um, have you ever... Like ever... Monopoly. <laughs> <laughs> we don't speak of Monopoly. So many families have been broken by Monopoly. Yeah. Did you see that they released uh, the women's game of Monopoly for women? Is it like the female business empowerment game of yeah. Monopoly? Yeah. Uh, I it, hope it's if not. You, if you try to play as a cis white male, you do not pass go. You do not collect $200 and go straight to jail. I hope I'm just not falling for the internet's trap and that it's just like all made up. But I believe they released a version of Monopoly where women in the rules have an advantage. If you're a woman. Press F in chat, please. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I mean... I'm hoping it's just the internet being funny, but it's literally like, if you are a woman in real life, you get an advantage. And it's like, how is that not at all just sexist (laughs) and making it so much worse? Saying like, okay, we realize you need an advantage for because you're a woman. I hate that. Yeah, it's just like so so cringy. So like, so much. If people are listening. And this isn't a real thing when you Google it. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm but, sorry like, that we put that into your Google history. Also, like, I think it's a real thing. And that just makes me really sad. If it weren't a rule on the Babbleheads podcast that we're not allowed to look anything up, I would look that up. Yeah. If it weren't a rule. Yeah. It's a rule. Hard and fast. We don't look anything up. Yeah. We don't have a Jamie. Yeah. No, it's just us. Alone here, squeezed into the... Once podcast studio now. Maybe I could convince my wife to do it, and I'd be like, "Look that shit up, Trina." Yeah. But then, who's gonna watch the baby? He can watch himself. He's a big boy. <laughs> yes, every time you say that, that's gone so well. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, so I guess a good question, quick before we get back to Halloween, Ooh. is uh, what's your favorite board game? Monopoly. Risk. I mean. I I have a hard time finding people who want to play Monopoly with me. Yeah. Because most people don't. And generally when I play, I don't play the full version because no one will ever let it last that long. Yeah. But, I mean, if you play a game of Monopoly actually by the rules, it doesn't take 10 hours to play Monopoly. No. If you start a game of Monopoly and you play it actually by the rules and you don't do all the loans and the BS and the weird trades, Monopoly usually takes like three or four hours. See, I like the trades. Like, hey, I'll give you this for like, or I can buy. You can do that's in the rules. Yeah, like, but there's buy a lot like of it. stuff where people don't read the rules and they just do stuff. Yeah, it's true. Where like, like loans from the bank and stuff like that. And no, I've never 
Play well, you can that. you can you can lease your properties and stuff like that yeah. and do stuff like that, but yeah, um, yeah, I really enjoy Monopoly. Why do you like Risk? Is it just because you like strategy games? Yeah, so I grew up and uh, I loved Risk, and my parents had a copy of it, and I mean, every so often they would play it with me, mm-hmm. but I loved it, so I introduced friends to it. So we would play Risk, and to this day we get together every so often and play Risk, and it's like a couple hours. And we have our own like house rules on how you can play and stuff like that. But we've had games of Risk last like 10 hours or longer. Like you, you know, it's just, okay, at this point we could keep going, we're not going to. So here's an interesting tidbit about Monopoly. Mm -hmm. Did you know that there's actually a science behind Monopoly? No. So here we go. Let the nerding begin. Um, Monopoly can be simulated. So um, I've seen, actually there are books written on this, believe it or not. Hmm. Um, and I've, I've definitely heard a bunch of people talk about this at great length. Um, audiobooks, because I'm a nerd. Um, the, uh, the interesting thing about Monopoly is you can simulate it. Because all the things that are in Monopoly can be placed into a computer simulation. There's yeah. not Because chance can be simulated. Yeah. Um, so... What these people have done is build a virtual simulation um, using AI software um, to run a game of Monopoly like a billion times. Yeah. And in doing so, they've been able to calculate which properties are the most likely to be landed on. Mm-hmm. And then through that, they've been able to calculate how many houses slash hotels you should then put on said properties. And they've been able to narrow it down <laughs> to the fact where where you can get certain properties and be basically guaranteed to win the game. Yeah. And I find that very interesting. As someone who likes to play Monopoly, I can now, with the knowledge I have acquired via science, mm-hmm. go into Monopoly with actual knowledge, knowing that if I get these properties and put three houses on this one, four houses on this one, and a hotel on this one, I'm very likely to win this game. Yeah. Well, I mean, it all comes from... Uh, so, for instance... Seven is the most common number you can see on two dice. Yep. So that plays a huge part in it. And that's why, you know, craps, which is a gambling game, seven is mostly losing because it's the most common. It's the science of the house always wins right there. So I guess that's where it comes from. But let's get a little bit back towards the spooky side of things here. So we... We left off last time on ghosts. Yes, ghosts. And I know we've talked about ghosts a little bit. In the past, um, but why not refresh everybody's uh, take on it? So do you think ghosts are real? No. Why not? Because I think that there is no scientific evidence that has shown that they exist yet. If someone were to come tomorrow and say, look, I have captured a ghost in a jar, Mm -hmm. then I would say, holy shitballs, Batman, you captured a ghost in a jar, and I would believe so, I have no aversion to believing in ghosts. In fact, I used to believe in ghosts. My question is this. Just because science can't prove it exists, does that mean it's not real? No, it doesn't. But it means that we have no evidence that it is. Okay. So my question is this. And I'm trying to think what it was because it was basically the same question that I just thought of. So you agree... That the absence of evidence is not the absence of evidence, or it is not the evidence of absence, yes. Yeah. So, all of this stuff 
where you see ghost hunters, quote unquote, mm-hmm. or witness accounts. Why is that not evidence? Because the human mind is very feeble. Yeah, but then now they have all these things that test certain things. and Yeah, but a lot of that is nonsense too because they're using devices that pick up interference in unbelievable ways. How is it unbelievable? Okay, which which one are you talking about in particular? I have no idea. Okay, so like EMF yeah. is an electromagnetic frequency detector. Uh-huh. Everything, everything emits that, those now. Everything. Yeah. I mean, we are in a giant electromagnetic field right now because we have a Wi-Fi in my house. Yeah. And that's covering the whole house in EMF. And our bodies emit natural EMF and everything. Anything that has electricity emits EMF. And especially in older houses that have electricity, it's like 10 times worse because the insulation on the wires is really bad. Yeah. And therefore, you end up with a lot of electromagnetic frequencies being just sort of dispersed into the air. And actually, electromagnetic frequencies have been associated with heightened sense of awareness in humans. So if you live in an old house with bad electrical wiring, that feeling of someone watching you is stimulated by the EMF from your electrical wiring. That's interesting. Science. Get scienced, ghosts. So I've got, I've never seen a ghost. Nor have I. Um, I know people that said they have. Um, I'm always open to try and experience that. But um, I would, I wish I had seen a ghost because yeah. then I could believe. But uh, I have... believe it or not, growing up, my cousin always claimed, always claimed that my house was haunted. Which is weird, considering that it's a new construction house. So here's the weird thing. When that land was purchased, it was purchased by my great-great-grandfather. Right? Okay. As he was uh, clearing the land, he came upon a tombstone. Okay. Dated 100 years to the exact day he found it. Alright, I have to tell you this. Uh Uh-huh. This sounds like an embellished story. It's not. But how do you know? I'm not trying because to poop I all know. over. I'm not trying to poop all over your thing here. But a lot of stories like this get passed down from generation to generation, and they get embellished as they get passed down, like a game of telephone. I'm not saying that he I'm didn't. Saying, I'm not saying he didn't. Even find if a it wasn't to the day, I think the to the day thing was probably an embellishment. I don't know. I tend to believe it. Okay. Regardless, I'm not gonna, I can't. I can't prove the contrary. So I'm not going to try and argue it, but I'm just letting you know that I have already have my suspicions. So I don't think the finding of the tombstone, the date, to me that's always been more of a like, wow, that's kind of weird. Interesting coincidence. But they found somebody that was buried on this land. So at some point, there must have been a house or something there. Or not. Okay. Why would it be just in the middle of the also, woods Also. All right, here's another thing that I find weird. If it's in the middle of a field, so up near my parents' house, mm-hmm. there's a family cemetery of my family on my mother's side. Mm-hmm. Um, the The land that my parents' house is built on was owned by my great-great-great-grandfather, mm-hmm. who um, was here was part of the founding of the town that, they, that we live in. Well, not you, but me. Yeah, I gotcha. Um and that date, he, he migrated to the area that my parents live in, um, in seven in seventeen ninety mm-hmm. or seventeen eighty, right after the revolution, basically. And um, 
they've lived my family has lived on that road mm-hmm. for literally 200 years yeah and so there is <clears throat> there's um a family burial site it's called the skinner neighborhood burial spot mm-hmm. that's literally <laughs> how weird is that it's not a cemetery it's the skinner neighborhood burial spot and it's about 300 yards from my parents house right and it's not on their property it's actually on the neighbor's property um where the old farmhouse used to be mm-hmm. um and those graves date anywhere from 100 years to 200 years back. Mm-hmm. Um, not quite 200, like 180, but uh, they're old. And not a single one of them has a marked grave. They, back then, would just mark the graves with a, with a field stone that was mm-hmm. unmarked. It didn't have a name on it. It didn't have a date. It was just a field stone. So for, for him to have found 100 years ago a marked grave is very unusual, especially all by itself. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's just weird because it is. Like, so I'm I'm not casting too much shade on you. I'm just skeptical of the of the story. I'm not saying that it didn't that it didn't happen. I'm just saying that there's a good chance that it has been em- embellished. What other than the date? Other than the date, I think that maybe it wasn't even a marked grave. I I bet it was probably marked by a fieldstone. No, it's a marked grave because we have the thing still. Oh, you do? Yeah, I can take you to it, and you can take. And like it has a like rubbing of it, it, and it has the date, it has the name, and it had the inscription on it. Oh, that's crazy. All right. Yeah, so we could clean it okay, up. and cool. you, it, it, Yeah, so it it was somebody, because it's huge. It's almost like, it's four feet high. It's huge. Really? Yeah. Was it a king? Did they bury a no, king No, it was Tabor? a woman, and we think it was her, and she passed away while giving birth. Because I think there's uh, the due to the deterioration of the stone over time, you know, it's uh, getting harder and harder to read the inscription and stuff on it. But uh, that's what we believe is that it was a woman and her child who died in childbirth. So maybe that's why they gave like a little extra to it. But yeah, it's it's a huge stone. That's so random that it was yeah. just in the middle of a field. Yeah. So that's what's kind of weird. So what I'm getting at is I think that. Somebody must have been there. They never obviously found the body because it probably was dust at that point. You know, it was probably just in a wooden box or put in the field, put just buried. The body was just buried and it was all used up. But yeah, it was kind of, it's always been kind of creepy. So I think that there are people that might be a little bit more sensitive to it, whether or not it's like you're saying electromagnetic frequency. Yeah. And some people are just more app to it possibly i I just i think that nine our brains are very complicated and i think Mm -hmm. that we have very vivid imaginations as a species Mm -hmm. and that we can take an idea that we're given and we can run with it to the end of its course yeah so if someone I, i what i would be interested in is a study of someone who's never ever ever been introduced to any type of superstition like that where there are ghosts or anything like that. And if someone like that had an experience where they saw a ghost, then I'd be more apt to well, believe it. That's what's weird is that if you go back and, you know, they do a lot of these kind of things on tribes that have been like isolated in the rainforest for a long time. Yeah. They all have instances of like this stuff. Yeah. But that's also because we are superstitious by nature as well. Religion has been part of human culture since human culture was a thing. Yeah, we've always had different religions. We 
We yeah, look, but I'm not even talking to, religion. We I'm look talking... to superstition to explain what we cannot. So as science progresses, we lose certain superstitions because science has been able to explain certain phenomena. So mm-hmm. we don't have a god of thunder anymore because we know what thunder is. Yeah. But by the same token, we haven't determined for sure what causes people to experience these apparitions and and um, different things whether they're hallucinations or they are um, real sensations that the person's body and brain are detecting Mm -hmm. we don't have an exact answer for what that is so it's still up for speculations which means it's still up for superstitions yeah sorry that was a very long diatribe yeah you kind of went off on a tangent there um but no i i'm not completely against it but I also feel like it's just something where it's strange where you can see these things where people can grow up completely separate. Like these cultures are completely separate. But then when they come together, they have a lot of similarities. Do you ever think that that's part of human nature, though? Perhaps, but what makes human nature? It's previous experience. Yeah, evolution and previous experience, yeah. I don't know. I just think it's interesting. I'm not saying it's not. And I'm also, again, I'm not... so. I'm agnostic on ghosts. Okay. I think that's I don't where believe, we're on that. I don't believe that they don't... Do I believe in ghosts? No. Do I not believe in ghosts? No. Yeah. You, you know take, what I'm saying? You take uh, the easy way out without ha- with not having a stance on it. I get it. It's not, it's not necessarily... I'm just a, I'm a, just a, such a fence sitter. Yeah. <laughs> no, you don't want to risk I, it. No, it's not that. It's I haven't seen evidence to the contrary, and I haven't seen evidence to prove that they do exist. I know that many of the phenomena that people describe as being ghost phenomena is easily explained. Mm -hmm. And that, to me, makes it much less credible. Because a lot of times people do rely on very uncredible data to prove their point, and it's just not, you know, it's not a thing. My thing is, and it's a lot like... uh... What we talked about with uh, the Sasquatch and Loch Ness and the something. The Sasquatch. If it's something where, like, maybe it's just extremely rare for something to happen, but it did, but it's just so drowned out with the uh, BS, too. Well, plus we have a tendency, like we talked about last episode with uh, sea monsters, we have a tendency as a species to embellish yeah. to a pretty great degree. And we've been talking about ghosts and spirits since the dawn of time. No. And over time, legends have have cropped up, and things have sprouted out from from that into vampires and, and werewolves and zombies and whatever else. They've done vampires dirty over the last couple of years. Yeah, well, you know, when they go out in the sun and they sparkle a little and become apparent, that was it was actually funny because my wife is a pretty big Twilight book fan. Yeah, she read them when she was a teenager and stuff like uh-huh. that before the movies came out, and um. She was super duper pissed oh, yeah? when she went and saw the movie. Not because Kristen Stewart's a terrible actress, which she is, um, but because uh, when the vampires went out into the sunlight and they started sparkling, she was like, no, no, yep. stop it. Because in the books, and she explained it to me in the books, they, um, they quote, become apparent. So like... They go out into the sunlight, and you can tell there's that a, there's something fires. very different about yeah. them. Um, so they avoid going out in sunlight because it will become apparent that they're vampires. Yeah. I don't know. It's just something where... I miss the days when you go out in the sun and the vampire goes... Yeah, <laughs> exactly. It's something where, like, 
I don't know. I just think vampires mythologically were so cool and so like, like they, I you know what I mean? Like, I'm not saying like, oh man, vampires are so cool. Cause now it's got such a stigma. I think that the original vampire was cool. Yeah. Not Dracula, but, but the actual dude, uh, was it Vlad the Impaler yeah. that Dracula was based off of. Yeah. That dude was hardcore, man. I mean, that's... I think that's where you get a lot of these things. I mean, this is somebody that today would be, like, easily a war criminal, if not worse. He basically is pre-Hitler. Yeah. But... (laughs) Not really. Again, I don't know that much about him. No, actually, his intentions, I think, were good. He was trying to, to protect his village. Yeah. So in order to do that, he was... Ruthless. He, yeah, and he created a reputation for himself, and guess what? It worked. Yeah, well, I mean, yeah, if anybody's reputation worked, man, was it his. <laughs> to be known as Vlad the Impaler. Yeah, and still be talked about to this day. Yeah. I yeah. mean, that's it's crazy, and I think you it's easy to judge somebody you know based you've on that made time. It. You know you've made it as a as an infamous person if there's literally a monster created yeah. based off of you. But I mean, that's the thing is like now you look at it and it's like, well, was this person just horrible or did they have a reason behind it? And, you know, everybody's like, oh, well, nobody would have a reason to do that to somebody. And it's like back in that well, day, we live in a very cushy yeah. place in a very cushy time. Yeah. And we freak out when we run out of Cocoa Krispies. Yeah. And back in the day, you didn't you, you would die. I mean, you look at the Wild West and all that stuff. That's kind of the closest comparison you can get. And everybody carried guns around at that time. Not because it was cool. Because it was very likely at any moment you would have to fight for your life. Yes. From whatever or whoever it was. Most likely whoever. Yeah. Because I hate to break it to the people listening, but people, we kind of suck. Yeah. So I think people don't realize that you know, if you're talking, you know, there's a movie about Dracula that was supposed to be a lot more gritty and like maybe true to the legend that says like, you know, these guys, they were trying to take over his land. So he fought against them. So if that was the case and Vlad the Impaler was trying to scare a much greater army from trying to come after him, you have to work through fear. Because yeah. that's all they had at that moment. Yep. It, it was either... He was the only weapon he had. Yeah. Yeah, and that's the thing. is the art, Have you ever read The Art of War? Uh, No, I have not. It's actually extremely short. And it's like just like a list of 10 bullet points is basically what that is. Yeah, I've but, never got, I never sat down and read it. Yeah, it's interesting. We read it for our book club. And there's a reason why people use it in business. Because now, you know, it's just such logical stuff. Like... One of the things is never fight on a on ground where you have the disadvantage. And it's like, for us, it's like, well, that's kind of obvious. But back in the day, it was like a matter of honor. Like, I don't care where you are. If you're being ta- attacked by the enemy, you fight back because to run would be cowardice. Right. Now it's like, I, I'm going to get out of here. <laughs> get the hell out of so here. So like, um, that's the thing is it's something where what tools did this guy have Okay, let's see. A massive army is coming to take my land. Do I, A, run? Well, that's not an option for me. What about the people? 
B, do we fight back on even ground? No, because we're going to get destroyed. What can I do to like make sure this doesn't happen? Well, they have a lot of people, but if I scare the crap out of them and make them want to desert or make them pay the price, they're going to think twice, and that's what he did. Now, granted, I'm not saying that's what he did, as in that's what he did, that's a fact. I'm just saying that could be one of the things yeah. that... Trying to see inside of Vlad the Impaler's head. Yeah, it's like if that happened today... And that was still like somewhat passable. Let's say like Canada, there was a guy known in Canada as Vlad the Impaler (laughs) and everybody was fighting over land. Where's the last place you would want to (laughs) go? Yeah. Yeah. Are you going to go chill with Vlad the Impaler? No. You're going to be like, I'm going to stay as far away from him as I can. Yeah, exactly. Um, And that's the other thing is, you know, we haven't seen a lot. They did. uh, I watched it last night and it's just... It's such a cool concept, but it was such so horribly done. Uh, Frankenstein, Frankenstein's monster. Yeah, there's a movie called Frankenstein oh. where like it talks about him becoming whatever, and it's just it could have been really cool because the idea is that he, you know, it takes place what happens after Frankenstein, Doctor Frankenstein's dead. So basically, everybody wants him because he's got the key to be bringing life to something that was dead yeah so like demons want him whatever and it's like it could be a really cool concept was that i frankenstein may is that what it is i think it's, it's got I the actor that played uh in fairly batman he yeah it's fairly recent he played uh two-face i think it's i frankenstein maybe that's what it is and it's like um it could be such a cool concept because that's true like you know yeah people would want him but like the acting and then the lines and like. But he wasn't Frank. He he didn't look like Frankenstein. Not like the traditional Frankenstein with the bolts and the neck. No, and... he he looked like himself with stitches. Yeah. Like it, they couldn't even make like the different parts slightly different colors. Yeah. It was just like a stitching pattern on him. Yeah. Which I guess if you're working with the dead bodies of twenty Caucasian males, how different are they going to really be? I guess. But. You know, Frankenstein's Monster was like a really cool book that I read in college for a class that was called Monsters, Robots, and Cyborgs. I remember you taking that class. I made yeah. fun of you for taking that class. And I think I talked about it in the last episode, but it they start. he started off and he's like, if you signed up for this class because you thought you were going to watch movies the whole time and it was going to be fun, he's like, you might as well sign up for a different class because this is a legit, like, I don't want to say theology, but... It was a discussion class where you had to have some seriously deep thoughts. And with Frankenstein's monster, you know, everybody looks at it and you're like, oh, Frankenstein's monster, how horrible or whatever. What did this, that and the other? But it really digs down at the fact that like he created life, but then was terrified by what he did. So then he tried to destroy it and how he created everything that was about the monster. Yeah. So you can't really brain, blame the monster. You have to blame Frankenstein. Brain. You have to blame him. Brain him. One must blame Frankenstein. But you get what I'm saying. So it's like, I feel like back in the day, all these monsters and stuff had like deeper purpose and meaning. There was always a moral to the story. And they were cool in the sense that like, they weren't some shallow So what's the thing. moral to the story of Freddy Krueger? Nothing. It's just scary to be scary. Is it? It's a 
guy that liked children dying in a fire coming back to punish the people that killed him. I think that maybe Jason is scary to be scary. I think Jason is better than Freddy Krueger. What's the moral of Jason then? So Jason was a handicapped boy who was tormented by his mother. So he had like a really bad relationship with her. But he they let him try and be normal and the kids and the um the camp counselors that were supposed to be watching him let him drown so his mother went and killed everybody because jason wasn't in the first movie he was dead and then he came back to life and then it just became the fact that like he was pissed because they killed his mom because they let him die it's a vicious cycle i'm not saying there's much meaning to it (laughs) i was waiting for you to get around to that like the idea that it's actually if you look at like the joker movie you know the idea that yes he might have been born hideous like freak looking thing because he's not just like normal like differences at birth he was like abnormal like really strong really but his face was kind of whacked out and you know you get what i'm saying like disfigured beyond belief is the idea but still able to have locomotive function. Right. Um, he might have been born that way, but he wasn't a monster. He was just a kid that wanted to enjoy time at summer camp. And then he was tormented and he became the monster. You know, perhaps maybe you could apply so the idea that monsters the, are created. The lesson of, of Jason is that bullying is bad and that you'll create a monster that will kill you. Maybe. I don't really think there's a message to Jason. No. Like, I, I think his, how he was made is really sad because you kind of feel I for him. I think Frankenstein was probably the last modern um, historical sort of monster created that has some sort of meaning behind it. I don't know. I think uh, people now have lost sight of the true message of zombies because of the oversaturation with them. All right. I'm open. Let's hear it. So the initial zombie stuff was about and it's even more so true today, how we as people have become zombies. You know, you just go doing things that on a routine, you know, you never change up, you never do anything different. You're so entrenched in things that just happen on autopilot. So people are slowly becoming zombies. So it kind of plays on that idea because they they have one singular focus and they do nothing but that. Um, You know, The Walking Dead kind of tried to sound edgy and be like, the dead aren't what's dangerous. We're the walking dead. Meaning, and (laughs) and I'm like, you missed the mark completely because that wasn't (laughs) the point. Like, if you watch the really old zombie movies, one of my favorite was George Romano's I think it's Night of the Living Dead, but it's very hard to find that version now because they remade it. But it old, old movie, like eighties, I think it was. Man, and, and you said old, old. I'm thinking like seventies or eighties. No, not that old. It was still color, but like where the color was not very vibrant. Technicolor. And um they go into a mall and the goal was it so they actually started like they cleared out the mall and they took over the mall and they actually lived there. You know, and it was not so much action packed this whole time, 
Like it was just, all right, there's dead things living around us. What do we do? And the only reason that they got caught and killed was because a biker gang came in and raided the mall and let the zombies loose. They had like drywalled a secret entrance and whatever. And then when one of them was turned, they went back to going on autopilot and he knew exactly where to go and tore down the wall. I was just reminded mm-hmm. of a movie that is Halloween related. All right. That is an awesome movie. Mm-hmm. It's a parody of a Halloween movie. Hmm. Do you know what I'm going for here? Mm-hmm. Do you really? Are you reading my mind right now? I am, but go on. Does Is the end of the title versus evil? Yes. Is that what you actually were thinking? That wasn't the first one I was thinking of, no. But yes. So, I don't remember a lot about that movie. Tucker and Dave versus Evil. Yes. Dale. Dale. Tucker and Dale. On Netflix. Is it on Netflix? Yeah. Um, Either way... I uh, I remember that movie, and that's that one is at the end of the day they're the monsters. Mm-hmm. Not Tucker and Dale. Am I remembering this completely wrong? So what it is is the premise of the movie is you have the college slash high school graduated kids. Yep. Going into the woods yes. for camping. And one's the know it all, this, that, and the other. Yep. And they run across Tucker and Dale who are rednecks yes. that a little bit ignorant not you know socially right and they're they you think know, they're they're hillbillies yeah but they're not they're nice guys they just you know the times they've run into him like one stubbed his toe and he had like a mean face on so basically fast forward not to spoil too much but these guys think that these two hillbillies are out to kill them right and these two hillbillies have just bought land, which has like an old hunting cabin on it. So their goal is to fix up the cabin so they can use it as their own hunting cabin. But I'm it's like it now. it's, it's super sketchy, <laughs> and it but it's not even theirs. They literally just bought it. So like the kids are running in the forest, which is actually like really dangerous if you're out in the woods, like running in places you don't know, and there's hunting and trapping going right. on. So like. They fall into traps accidentally. <laughs> they fall onto like sticks. And a bunch of them end up dying. Yeah, and they all end up dying because they're panicking and think these guys are evil. And then in the reality, Tucker and Dave are the good guys. And one of the guys that was with them that was the know-it-all goes nuts. Yeah. And tries killing everybody. That's right. But it's a it's a good movie because it, it kind of turns it on its head. Yeah. Cause it's like it gives you the perspective from the uh, from the hillbilly. No, did you watch the Castlevania stuff on Netflix? No, oh, that's so good. So I love Castlevania. It's a game series that's been you know it's a, I know it, the game series. Yeah. I just haven't watched it. Um, so they made a animated show about it on Netflix. Is it an anime? Yeah, it is. It's in that style. It doesn't feel super anime though is it one of those like weird cgi animes no it's the animation's pretty good i hate the cgi animes yeah they're really bad so anyway this i don't like to call it anime but it is animated in in the anime style about castlevania they have dracula and in the beginning a woman goes to dracula seeking him out and she's human and like he isn't some evil guy 
or he isn't anymore he goes in and he's like what are you doing here and like don't i scare you blah 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 and she's like i'm just interesting in helping people and learning science because you find out that dracula because whatever reason it doesn't go into detail in the show he knows a lot about science like his his uh castle is like a clockwork castle so like gears and steam move a lot of things so it's really cool steampunk castle. yeah so he teaches her science and medicine so she can help people right and they end up having a relationship Ooh. so she falls in love with dracula they, they fornicate so she asks him to live as a normal man would to kind of respect, you know, what they go through, this, that, and the other. Well, while he's away, the church come and takes her and like, you must be a witch, all this stuff you're doing. And they burn her at the stake. And that's when Dracula's like, by the way, you messed up real bad. <laughs> I'm going to kill anyone and destroy this city and this land completely for what you did you done goofed and he's like you have a year to get out so like it's still like well that's nice of him yeah nobody leaves because they're like ha and the the church will protect us they're the good guys and then a year goes by and (laughs) demons show up and start killing everybody (laughs) and it's something where like to me i love a good revenge of a good vengeance vengeance and the thing is it's like can you blame his so what he did is horrible, but like he was trying to be a good person and the ignorance of people led to the death of somebody that was just trying to do good. Right. So it's much like the Tucker and Dale idea where it's like these wild assumptions led these people to like make the decision that these guys must be evil. They're out to kill us. We have to stop them. When in reality, they were just two freaking idiots trying to clean up a camp that was just yes. a, a mess. So, is Halloween a scary holiday? Should it be feared? No. Why? You don't like trying to summon the devil? I think that maybe the Church of Satan has very little to do with Halloween. <laughs> well, we had this conversation. <laughs> well, I can't even remember where it came from. It was a, it was on Reddit. Obviously. Yeah, it was a meme. Where... It, it was the, it was yeah. a, a Christian um, group or whatever yeah. tweeted at the Church of Satan. Yeah, and, and they, they said, said they said <clears throat> um, something about worshiping the devil, and they said. We don't well, worship Satanists, the devil. Satanists don't worship Satan. And then the per, the the Christian group came back and said, "Well, it, or no, we don't." They said, "We don't believe in Satan." The Satanists yeah. said, "No, we don't believe in Satan." And then they said, "Well, then who does believe in Satan?" And then yeah. the Church of Satan come back and said, "Christians." Yeah, Christians believe in Satan. And it was like, oh. <laughs> so I'm not, and we are not in any way supporting the Church of Satan. I don't even actually know what it is yeah. to be honest with you, but. So the premise of it is the, and I got this from the one history class I actually enjoyed in college, where a guy kind of took it out of the box where it was world history, but there was some religion mixed in, and it kind of took an, instead of just being like, here's the what happened, you learned like about each stage of progress and how something that happened thousand years in the history of this country how it impacts their beliefs and how they act now. 
So you'd see modern art from that area and historic art. So one of the things was uh, we looked at religion. And uh, I got a book from the library that had all of the United States recognized religions. And the Church of Satan is a recognized religion. And their belief is that it's all BS, that when this life is over, that's it. Right. You know, this is all you got, so make the most of it. Yeah. Does that mean or inspire good in people? I don't think so. It depends on the person interpreting it. Yeah, but so basically the belief is that you got to do whatever you want and you should do what you want now. Um, There should be some caveats like you should do that for other people. Like you should not influence other people or negatively impact other people because their time is short. Yeah. So I, I again, don't know. You should do everything you can do to, to make your life as good as you can make it while not harming others. Yes, exactly. So... Again, we don't know a lot about the Church of Satan. We're not supporters of it. Hey, oh, Satan! I'm just kidding. <laughs> oh my god! <laughs> but you shouldn't take things by face value. Yeah, never judge a book by its cover. So that's the thing is, is if you look, never judge a pumpkin by its skin. If you look at things like Harry Potter or D and D. I mean, they are not trying to summon the day. I do remember very specifically a group of people that I was involved with when I was younger um, that were very, very guarded against Harry Potter because they felt that it promoted witchcraft. Which I just, I understand, believe it or not, what they're trying to say is the idea that I understand it too. I just personally think that that point of view is pretty ignorant yeah so the idea that you and ignorant not in an offensive way yeah. ignorant in a genuinely not understanding the purpose of it type yeah. of way the it's very dangerous if somebody lives in that world and gets caught up in it so i pursue some of the nerdier sides of life no D being one of them but there's also a game called warhammer which is like a strategy game with miniatures yep I understand that none of that's real. It's just for me, I like strategy. What's wrong? I mean, to me, it's it, what's wrong with pretend? Yeah, exactly. So I like the strategy and the tactics well, of it. I think their their issue is they believe that witchcraft is a real thing. Yeah. Because the Bible says that witchcraft is a real thing and that it's against the code of God. So let me, let me get my story done. Okay, sorry. So I was at a place playing this game where I treat it a lot like Risk. Where it's, I'm playing a strategy game. Yep. You know, I'm trying to think what's the best move. Uh, Unfortunate young girl comes in. And I say unfortunate because I feel like she was very socially awkward. You know, she, her dress was a little bit grungy and dirty. So I could tell she probably didn't have an easy time in school. She comes in and is talking to us about this game which has a lot of cool miniatures that are like fantasy themed, right? Um, sci-fi themed. And she's talking to us about spells and things like that. And she goes, well, I believe in witchcraft and I'm a Wiccan or whatever. And she starts going full on into like that <sighs> stuff. And to me, I can see 
how it's dangerous if someone sees something like that and doesn't understand this isn't real. It'd be cool to be able to be like, hey, I can move things with my mind or the spell. Wouldn't we all like to do that? But you also have to recognize that that's fake. And when people like her put all their hope in it, I can see where that's very dangerous. Yeah. Or like pursuing things at any cost can be dangerous. You know, so, but the number of people that are like that is staggeringly small. And this girl is probably innocent. She's not going to do something crazy like go out and sacrifice kittens to Satan to try and get some power. Like, it takes a real (laughs) sociopath to do something like that. (laughs) Yeah, like, I mean, D&D had that whole thing where people are like, oh, you're you're worshipping Satan. And no, it's we're playing a fantasy game where we're telling a story together. We're literally just doing math in a basement. Yeah, it's so like calm down, okay? Yeah, it's and not what, like we're in there with our black robes and candles trying it, to talk to unless a demon. Unless we were, do you think that maybe Satan would appear if we roll a natural twenty? No, that's and that's just horrible. Yeah. <laughs> but I think that it's just some people get hyped in it and it's ignorance yeah for you know sure. i mean there were literally anti dnd campaigns for how long there still is like if you told your parents that you played dnd their first thing is like this the devil's game negative well maybe not your parents but my parents <laughs> my because there was stuff on tv and news coverage about how horrible dnd was and how it was ruining their kids well, there was that for World of Warcraft, and there yeah. was that for every first-person shooter ever. Yeah, because a very, 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 very small amount of people, maybe even just one person, does something really, really bad, and then it's obviously that thing's fault, not the person. Right. Well, it's the same as most of the gun debate. Yeah. Like, well, here's a, uh, something that I'm bringing up because of the topic a group of young girls literally killed one of their friends because of Slenderman, they said. Yeah. And it's like, it's not that game's fault. That To do that, you have to be really messed up. Yes. A game is not going to give you the idea to do that. Right. That person probably has some illness. And there are just bad people in the world. But Yeah, some people are just genuinely not right yeah and everybody wants to look at some reason because they can't fathom the idea of someone just being genuinely evil yeah and i'm sorry to say i wish it wasn't the case me too there are evil people in the world that's just how it is um now the number is actually remarkably small because there are people that many say might be evil who are really just misguided misguided different points of view you might not know everything that they know but nine times out of ten you know these people that want to blame video games books harry potter for this stuff it's because they don't understand that hey there's just people that are evil and if it wasn't harry potter it was going to be something else that gave them these ideas or if it wasn't D, it was going to be some video they saw how or, is D inspiring anyone to do anything violent because it has uh references to mythological beings and things like that and somehow that is 
Satan. I don't know, man. It's like you, you watch gotta, that. You gotta you watch. Gotta that watch out for Satan, man. Yeah, he is just in everything. Did you know that Foosball is the devil? <laughs> Foosball. <laughs> um, but yeah, I mean, it's just something where, like, again, it's that very hip, uh, not hypocritical, but hyper, um, analyzation of you are a person. You shouldn't be trying to be more than you are. So, like, the idea that you idolize things that aren't true. Stay in your lane. Yeah. I think that's what it kind of all comes from. Like, they're worried their kids are going to spend too much time thinking they're some elf elf wizard casting spells in but the I, forest. But, 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 but I am a bard, though. When that's not the case, I um, and it's like, why is that such an issue if kids are running around thinking they're Harry Potter, and playing games and and it's called being pushing their imagination, but I think that at some point that for some reason there's a threshold. You gotta watch the videos, man. They're just nuts. Like it's like ninety minutes or sixty minutes is the name of the show, saying like how bad D and D is for your kids. It rots their brain into Satan, though. I don't know, man. You gotta watch out, man. I'm telling you. That foosball's the devil. Look out. Satan's right behind you. Don't move. Satan. That was Satan creaking. (laughs) (laughs) But yeah, so I think anybody that looks at Halloween or any event and is like, man, that's horrible, that's That's evil. That's the work of the devil. I've never seen anyone do anything like around halloween that's worth saying that. well let's be honest though it is a pagan holiday so is everything so is christmas yeah and so is christmas Easter. is a because that's i was talking with somebody and it's like well christmas is jesus's birthday and i'm like uh no actually we're pretty sure that he was born in like may yeah I think it is yeah and that like i think that's stuff based on like the bible and the time frame of the bible yeah september or december 25th was actually uh a pagan midwinter festival yeah so they're like well everybody's already doing this it's gonna be so we're much gonna, easier yeah they're basically celebrate like, jesus exactly they're like well we're already doing this thing where we worship trees so let's just chuck jesus in there yeah because that's the thing is people wonder never wonder why is there a christmas tree at christmas and Easter, yeah, that's not when that's not when Jesus died and was resurrected or whatever. And I'll, I hate to break it to you, but um, painted eggs and bunnies. First mm-hmm. of all, rabbits don't lay eggs, and second of all, neither have anything to do with Jesus Mm-mm. and everything to do with pagans. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but you know, we'll probably get some flack from the one person that listens to this. Oh no, the one peep, the one people. But I think you know this has been an interesting Halloween episode. Um, All we, Hallows Eve. Yeah, it's uh, this is going to be an interesting one. I definitely hope we can get together and do something to celebrate because you know I think at the end of the day, what's great about any kind of holiday is getting together with people and. You know, that's Having what a it's good all about. time with yeah. people that you care about. Yeah, and I, I think it's sad that we have to look for an excuse for that. Like, oh, it's Christmas. We got to get the family together. Well, you know? the, the sad fact is, is that a lot of times you wouldn't get people together if not for that. Yeah, and I understand that's the norm. So, but yeah, so 
Thank you all for joining us for this Halloween episode. Super spooky. Spooky as F. Yeah, totally. Uh, Watch out for the zombies out there, folks. Don't look right now, but Satan's right behind you. Bye. Ah! Satan. Right. Well, you, way over the, where you got it. Willie! It's okay. Willie, I can't see you anymore. We're only four minutes into nonsense. Let's go on. Willie! Willie? Willie? Willie! Willie, boy. There's that weary boy. You gotta go with mama, buddy. Go with mama before she kills your dad. We are now locked. Amongst ourselves. I'm gonna lose my shit about this garbage.